any advanced options that will help us. They're dumb advanced options. They're advanced dumbness. That's what they are. Uh, had you read uh, Kim and Kim number one? I read it before I read Kim and Kim number two. Ah, so you're all caught up on the funness that is Kim and Kim. Yeah, it was in the link. Interdimensional bounty hunters. Not inter, intra. Cross dimensional. Multi-dimensional. Multi-dimensional bounty hunters. And, uh, and they have uh, caught up with their bounty, who's a cephaloid from another dimension. And, He's a shape-shifting uh, octopus man. He uh, stole a bunch of money from the mob, and he just wants to go home. That's all. He was brought into this whatever universe against his will. So now Kim and Kim, being the nice mm-hmm. ones that they are, have decided to try to get him back, which means they have to go find someone called uh, Babylon, Lady Babylon. Mm-hmm. which takes them to an underwater world. And then uh, through the course of magic, they bring out sandworms and then they find uh, Kim's, <laughs> Kim's, Kim's dead aunt, who also happens to be Babylon. What? Yeah, exactly. What? And they're trying to, they get into bar fights. Yes. Uh, Kim avoids a call from her dad. Right. And That's Kim Q, Kim whose Q. dad is the leader of the, uh, Local evil uh, giant overarching uh, thing. A bounty it's like a union of bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah. He's in charge of that group. Yeah, Kim and yes. Kim are off on their own. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's Kim Q doesn't want anything to do with her dad. Nope. Because he's a dick. Well, yes. And Kim D doesn't want anything to do with Kim Q's dad. <laughs> no, nobody does. So uh, what you what you think of this uh, issue? I love the art. I love the energy. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that that's weird about it is it's hard to find a comparison point because all the things that I compare it to are mostly tonal things that don't resemble it at all. It, right. Uh, you know, right. For me, you know, if you're talking tonal, it's like there's a lot of uh, Scott Pilgrim in this issue, for example. Yeah. It feels like there's, uh, you know, some overtones that make me think of Lumberjanes. Mm hmm. And the first few issues of uh, Rat Queens, mm-hmm. but not necessarily thematically speaking, right, not right, story wise, right. just more. It's like in the 90s when we were working at the alternative rock station and and people were like, what makes alternative rock? And Leroy, the program director, is like, I know it when I see it. Mm. And, you know, he yeah, swore usually, that R.E.M. For Leroy, it was actually listed right there on, under the category called alternative rock. So, you know. <laughs> but he's like, R.E.M. is not alternative rock. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, Led Zeppelin is. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. It's like that. I mean, you know it when you feel it. This feels like if those are all alternative rock, they're not the same. It's not like the cult sounds like the Pixies. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a. It comes from a kind of a zeitgeist, is a for lack of a better word, and that's what this feels like it is. And you know, just the moments where uh, Kim Kim Q, I think, handles the narration, the first person narration in pink lettering, which I think is good because we get to a point where we meet her father, and he's actually supered on panel as Furious Quattro, Kim Q's stupid dad, right. I love that. And I just, I really enjoy the expectation of this issue that you don't have to have this 
huge knowledge or backstory. You don't have to know everything about this world. You don't have to have five chapters worth of setup before we throw them into an adventure. This is what you know. This is what, you know, they don't have any money. Right. They need to make some money. But in order to make the big money, they have to work with Kim Q's dad, who's a jerk. So they don't want to They're not working with Kim Q's dad. I mean, they're, I mean. No. He's trying to be nice by telling these two other bounty hunters that he employs, hey, you know, throw them a bone. And they just so happen to throw the hardest bone um, their way, <laughs> right, which is right at their head, which is uh, this uh, cephalopod um, accountant who's stole, stolen all the mob's money. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, that's kind of I mean, it's kind of cute in that way. But they're you know, they're just trying to do what's right and kind of give their finger to society, which is which is nice, too. Uh, so it leads to, you know, I think there's some very interesting interactions from the conversation side that uh, Kim Q is totally not afraid to uh, to bust uh, heads and get into fights and brawl and that uh, the other Kim has some magic abilities and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, kind of backfire on her a little bit. And the uh, giant sandworm erupts from uh, Beetlejuice and uh, which leads to a beautiful sequence of two pages of pure black panels. Yeah, yeah, where they get knocked out. I, I thought that was really nice. I just love that. That was that's really well done, and it's not a trick. I don't think you can keep doing that. You can't go back to that well very often. No, but it's so wonderful to just see that. Oh, how are we going to know they're unconscious? Well, these two pages of completely black panels, mind you, broken up into like four panel tiers, which I think is beautiful. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was really it's really well done. Um, the art is, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's fine. I like it. Uh, it is not what you would typically find in comics. It does have a very indie vibe to it. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think, but I think it works. And again, if you are a fan of Lumberjanes, the style is kind of like uh, Lumberjanes. If you're a fan of Scott Pilgrim, it's kind of like uh, Scott Pilgrim in, in a sense, some of that Brian Lee O'Malley stuff. Uh, yeah, but it has, it has manga overtones, probably more manga overtones. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah, if you took uh, Scott Pilgrim and manga and smashed them together with some Lumberjanes and some LGBTQ um, themes, then you would have Kim and Kim. Yep. Kim Q hits things with her bass guitar. Yeah, she does. And when you uh, plug an amp into it and channel music through it, you get a double-page splash of them trying to uh, take out a sandworm. And yep. their Aunt uh, Dunya uh, showing up, and uh, or Zhenya, uh showing up and telling them to turn it off. I'm not really dead. I was just on another plane of existence. And oh, by the yeah, way, yeah. that girl you're looking for, I'm her. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, dun, dun, uh. There's a lot of weird family relationships in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> maybe that's part of the overall theme is that families are weird and it's hard to to deal with it. So you just have to find the person that you connect with and that's who your, yeah. who your new family is, right? Yeah, this is a very this is a very early 20s kind of story your age, not the decade Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're driving around in a crappy van trying to make a life and escape their family ties, but they keep getting drawn into things and they're, they're in places that, you know, they're, her father keeps calling and she's like, I don't want to talk to my father. My father's dumb. You know, this is, this is very much that whole, it's like rent only with spaceships and (laughs) giant sand. I don't know. I don't know if it's quite that, but it is exactly that because rent is about, how intergalactic to come to terms bounty with, hunting and sandworms well, and magic. Yeah. And, and guys playing guitar and, you uh-huh. know, trying to make their own way in the world and come to terms with reality. And also your aunt's a necromancer. So that's fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really get a kick out of it. I talked about it a couple, oh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I was talking I remember, about yeah. it on, the, I think, this episode. And it's really a fun, it is a fun book. It is so full of energy, and it's so rare that you get a comic. A lot of times when you get the indie comics that we get in, a lot of times they're kind of downers, and sometimes they're dealing with, uh, like, splatter porn, gore kind of uh, uh, topics. Mm-hmm. And this one is just fun and energetic, and it's uh, your buddy comedy. It's got your action adventure in it. I mean, it mm-hmm. is just a really solid story. And I'm hoping that in the third issue, they go to another planet and they run into the uh, couple in the uh, restaurant again, because I can <laughs> I can see that gag uh, running through multi universes, just coming up over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that's fun. Um, but I mean, I don't know what else to say about this book. I mean, what I, I don't know of a lot of flaws. I mean, the art is the art. Right. Uh, and the writing is the I, writing. I really like the art. I think that the art is just perfect for what yeah. they're trying to do. And the coloring is is so vivid. It's almost too vivid, mm-hmm. but it fits with the art. It fits with the, what they're trying to show you. And it fits with, you know. Something that's maybe influenced by your cowboy bebops and influenced by your, you know, your full color anime series with people yelling at each other in big pointy hair. But it's not trying to be one of those so much as it is just wearing that influence and looking really good, Mm -hmm. even with that coloring being, you know, I don't want to say garish because garish is a mean term, but definitely... Yeah, there's some hyper colors. There's lots of pinks and mm-hmm. purples and bright reds. And sometimes you'll have backgrounds that are, are bleeds from pink to purple that I mm-hmm. think are just gorgeous. It's a good looking book. It's a fast, fun read. It's got a gorgeous cover. I like uh, how Kim's dad hasn't accepted her, her uh, new identity. Yeah. Because in the and, phone, it's still listed that way. And that's part of the reason why there's the rift between the two of them. Which is again, you know, a very early twenties, make your own life, make your own identity kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Even though I'm, you know, forty five and way past that. Yeah, and next time you go do some uh, necromancy, you're gonna put on some eyeliner. You have to. It's it's for ambiance. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, you, I might be wearing eyeliner right now. You can't. You might be. Eyeliner. Bottom line for me is this second issue uh, feels a little bit different than the first. Again, it's been a month since I read the the first issue. But uh, the energy is still there, and the story is still really strong. And I've got to give this one two thumbs up. It is totally worth picking up and checking out. It's from Black Mask Studios. It's an indie publisher. Mm-hmm. It may not be readily available at your comic book store, but certainly on Comixology, you can pick yes. it up. And I say I say, grab it. It is just a lot of fun, and I want to see where this goes, and I want to see how far it goes and how long it can go. Uh, right. Because I think it, I mean, at some point, you know, if they're still staying with the same story of trying to get Cephalopod Boy back to his uh, home world in mm-hmm. 50 issues, then that might be a problem. But I want to see, you know, I want to see a, a, a comic like this continue long into the future. Yeah, I agree. This is a rush right out in a buying frenzy kind of book. It's really solid and it's not doing something that you see in every third comic book, which is a strength. And in some cases, in terms of sales, that may be a, a, a stepping point, something that you have to get past. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Kim and Kim is weird and wild and wacky, and it's fun in ways that a lot of comics aren't anymore. Even comics that I love 
aren't fun the way this one is. And I really appreciate the fact that this one seemingly effortlessly is able to do that. Yep. So there you go. Go pick it up uh, this week. It's out this week from Black Mask Studios. Next week, there's a whole bunch of comics. Uh, Dark Horse Comics has Haro County number 16. House of Harrow. 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 It also has uh, Lone Wolf. Uh, 2100 chase right. the setting sun. To p- That's uh, chasse. Okay. Uh, vampire hunter D novel, soft cover volume 24. Hunter day throng heretics. Uh, those, are, those are just some of the books coming out from dark horse comics. Your pronunciation may vary. Uh, DC comics has action comics, 963 all-star Batman. Number two, Astro city. Number 38, Batman black and white gets that Harley Quinn statue. Uh, that's 80 bucks if you want to pick that up. Some people are still yep. onto the black and white uh, statue run. And those seem to be pretty popular. I mean, 80 bucks is not yeah. that expensive for a statue. And the art is always really good. And it seems like they have at least one of these coming out a month. Uh, What's that I, statue made out of? Is it like... Uh, it's a polystone. That pebble stuff? Uh, well, it's polystone. So it's like... Um, it doesn't break. I mean, it'll break. But right. it's not like ceramic. And it's not... Um, it's not plaster. Okay. But it's like a composite material. But it's not plastic. No, it's not plastic. No. It, okay. It's a it's a it's a polystone co- uh, composite material. Uh, there's also DC Comics Bombshells number seventeen comes out next week. Deathstroke oh, number two. And hey, we got a we got our uh, first look at uh, Deathstroke and the actor who's uh, playing him in the upcoming Batman yeah. standalone movie. Right. Yeah, that guy from Magic Mike's. The guy from uh, season two and also eight of uh, How I Met Your Mother. Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah, that's right. That's what I said. Manganiello. You are so bad at that. Uh, Doom Patrol number one comes Joe out Poncherello. next week. Uh, so that Ooh, should be interesting. From the Young Animals? Uh, no, from the DC Comics. Yeah, Young Animals. It's the imprint. It's Gerard Way, the guy yeah, from yeah, yeah, My yeah. Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Flash number Dips. six comes out next week. Harley Quinn's hardcover volume five, The Joker's Last Laugh, arrives next week. The New Superman, number three. Scooby Apocalypse, number five. Suicide Squad, number two. Superwoman, number two. And Wonder Woman, six, are coming out from DC Comics. Over at IDW Publishing, there's Hot Damn, number five. That's the final issue in that run. Max Maximized, because you can never get too much Max. That has hit issue 35. Powerpuff Girls, 2016, number three. My youngest was watching the Powerpuff Girls and quite Mm. enjoying it. It was the new series, not the original series. But uh, he was questioning me on how I knew who Mojo Jojo was. Mojo Jojo. According to him, I've never seen that show before. Mojo Jojo is the villain of the piece. He is Mojo Jojo and Mojo Jojo is him. Weird Love number 14 comes out next week over at Image Comics. There is Black Monday Murders. I'm looking forward to that. That's the second issue of that. Also, issue one gets a second printing, so you can check that out. Um, Mirror the Mountain Trade Paperback, Southern Cross number seven. Symmetry number seven, throwaways number three. Matthew, there are 10 comics coming out from uh, Image Comics next week. Oh, it's time to play Wheel of Image Maturity. Not not counting second printings, not counting Mm -hmm. trade paperbacks, just the single issues, Mm -hmm. and not counting, yeah, not not counting the variant covers either. Mm -hmm. Of those 10 issues that are coming out next week, how many of them have the mature readers tag on them? I, I say seven. Oh, very close. Eight. 
nice. eight of them next week. We'll have the mature eight readers. Eight was my original answer. I changed it thinking it was too there hot. There you go. Marvel Comics has A-Force number nine. That's a Civil War II tie-in. Speaking of Civil War II, Civil War II number two comes out. That's a third printing there. Civil War II number six uh, gets a poster that comes out. All uh, this in Civil War II. Amazing Spider-Man 4, uh, Gods of War 4, and Ulysses 2 all come out with that Civil War II imprint. Uh, nice. Let's see. Deadpool number 18 is a Civil War tie-in. Gwynpool number six. Definitely going to be picking that up. Uh, infamous Iron Man number one. That's a poster. Mockingbird yeah, number uh, seven. You know who that out. is, don't you? Is that the Ray Ray uh, version? That's, no, that's Dr. Doom. Oh, okay. Dr. Doom as uh, Iron Man. Infamous Iron Man, yeah. Ah, I see. Old Man Logan number 11. Moon Old Girl and Devil Dinosaur number Logan. 11. Oh, that's a poster. Man, Marvel's got a lot of posters coming out next week. Uh, it's poster season. I guess. Oh, yeah. College back, is starting back to up. School, college starting up. Yep, that makes perfect sense. Scarlet Witch number 10, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, adaptation number four of six. Uncanny that seems Avengers really number 14. Late. I know, right? And I don't know, I don't know why that is. I don't know. It just seems like that should have come out like a month after the movie came. It should have come back out in January. Yeah, that that's a, I mean, I don't know. It's been six months since I've seen the film. Yeah. Yeah, and only just a couple months until the next one comes out. Ah, yeah. Ah. A Time to Die comes out from uh, all the rest category. Adventure Time number 56. Uh, uh, Alan Dracon, number three. Alan Dracon, Dracon? Uh, Yeah, you know, he remember he's uh, from Slytherin. Art of Lola, XOXO number one. That's a $5.99 book. Bob's Burgers Ongoing number 15 arrives. Cave Woman, My Little Dino arrives. As does um, Clive Barker's Nightbreed Archives hardcover. That's a $45 book, not counting tax. Worth it. Uh, Dark Souls Legend of the Flame, number one. Doctor Who, the third Doctor, number one. Oh. Irwin Allen Lost in Space, number four. Um, Jungle Fantasy um, 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 Ivory, um. number two. That has a number of different uh, variant covers, Matthew. Mm. It's it's a mature reader's book, so it has the regular cover. Right. The luscious cover. The uh-huh. Luscious Nude Cover, uh-huh. the Natural Beauty Cover, the yeah. Natural Beauty Nude Cover, just the plain old regular nude cover, right. the Sultry Cover, the Sultry uh-huh. Nude Color, the Wrap <laughs> Cover, and the Wrap Nude Cover. All The, the Wrap nude, nude Cover? Yes. Uh, all of the nude covers are seven ninety nines. All the rest are five ninety nine books. That's Jungle Fantasy Ivory Number 2. Now, so you're paying uh, $2 for cartoon breastuses. Yep. There you go. Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what this, this is from early. What is this? Is this uh comics cavalcade? I think is who this is from. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. This is, um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the cover to it. I can see why there is a risque cover and a nude cover and an adult cover and a, Holy cow. At least one, she's wearing at least something. Mm-hmm. One, she's covered with baby saber tooth uh, tigers in all the appropriate spots. <laughs> appropriate is probably not the correct term. Here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, you know, there used to be in the previews catalog, 
mm-hmm. they would have a section for adult comics, right? Yeah, the the adult uh, section. It's actually if they for still a while it was anymore. a separate book. That's why I think it is a separate book. In fact, if I go up, oh, I don't have my uh, current catalog here. Uh, let me do something real quick. But um, typically, you don't see. Typically, you don't see adult comics like that just popping out. Um, Interesting choice of words. Yeah, I suppose. Let me see if this is... Here we go. Let's go to the text Uh, version of this file. Whoops. PDF version of this file. Oh, come on. Text version of this file says... Nope. All they have is... uh, They must have folded the adults back into the uh, main catalog because... Next month, all they have is listed is the uh, November catalog, the Marvel previews catalog, and the custom order form. They don't list the adult stuff uh, as a separate catalog anymore. So maybe they have folded them back in, and that's why we're seeing. Maybe they've stopped doing adult stuff at all. But we have Jungle Fantasy Ivory number two. I got the Jungle Fantasy. We also have Kung of Skull Island number three. Letter 44, number 27, Lumberjanes Gotham Academy, number four. Wow, that one uh, came out faster than I thought. Yep. Mycroft, number two. Norman, number four. Samurai Brothers in Arms, number one. Uh, Sherlock, A Study in Pink. Now, that is the manga adaptation of the BBC series that a lot of people are all uh, crazy for. So you want to check yeah. that out. That's a three ninety nine book. And that I don't comes think I've ever from, seen that. It's actually pretty good. It's not bad. Uh, go check it out. That's like Dr. Strange and Bilbo Baggins. Uh huh. Yeah. In, in cutesy anime or cutesy manga form telling like the adaptation, the TV adaptation of one of their, of one of their uh, series or the manga, manga, strange and Frodo, uh, Sonic, the Hedgehog, 286, SpongeBob comics, number 60, Stanley chakra rise of infinitus. Number four, (laughs) I had infinitus in high school, man. Yeah. I was out for a whole semester. Uh, Wrath of the Eternal Warrior, number 11, and Zombie Proof Trade Paperback, volume one. Those are just some of the books, some of the comics you can pick out next week from your fine, friendly, local comic shop. Next week on Dueling Review. Doctor Who, the third Doctor, number one. Paul Cornell returns to Doctor Who comics with the Heralds of Destruction. That's uh, Harold uh, Osborne and Harold Lloyd and Weird Harold from Fat Albert. When something enormous crashes into Bedfordshire, the Doctor, Joe Grant, and the forces of unit under Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart mobilize immediately and find themselves in the middle of a pitched battle against a terrifying invader. But a shocking face that awaits their return to base may tip the whole world off its axis. You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important patron at uh, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Your contribution allows to keep this show going, pays for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to create more programming for you each and every week. That's patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review. And we will talk with you next time when you'll hear Matthew say, Why not Zeitberg? This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.